is Comic Book Day. Rest in power, Stan Lee. This episode is for you, and you know what time it is. Welcome to the Must Listen To Podcast, the only podcast hosted by one of the greats and by one of, arguably, I mean the great, the CEO of U.S. Comics, the co-host of U.S. Comics Cast, John Rulera. Ah, uh, yeah, and I am joined, as always, by the COO the Hydrox cookie to my Oreo, Charlie Rivera. I don't care how many times you roll that R. How dare you? It was at least four. First of all, if anything, you're like an Oreo thin because you're living that super healthy lifestyle. And I'm a double stuff. You're like one of those wacky seasonal combination Oreo flavors that you only... That really don't ex- exist anywhere in nature, but just in the mind of some sick Oreo scientist sitting up on their their uh, their Oreo cookie mountain, coming up with crazy shit if, to market. If firecracker Oreos are wrong, I don't want to be right, John. Well, I got news for you, my friend. Neither one of you are right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, a very. A very, very uh, mixed week. As always, I'm happy to be oh, here yeah. on on U.S. Comics Cast. Happy to be talking with you, spending some of that quality time on Same, the microphones. Same. Um, we lost a, uh, you know, the the only way to the only way to to, to phrase it uh, is is the truest version of a friend, the absolutely legendary Stanley. Uh, what a hell of a run! 95. Icon, man. I- icon status. You know, we always we always talk about things like, uh, you know, if there was a Mount Rushmore for certain certain things, certain subjects that come up. I mean, I don't think anybody can debate if there was indeed a Mount Rushmore for, for comic book them, which I definitely say that there should be. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Stan... Stanley Stanley might get two spots. He might have two, he might have two uh, two heads up on the Mount Rushmore. What a what a tremendous tremendous loss. I uh you know obviously there's there's always there's always people trying to take wind out of the sails. So I'm going to completely ignore the the haters and the ignoranuses that have something yeah. negative who, to say. You know there's always the people who who the hell out there you know could have anything negative to say especially at, at a time like this come on man the internet you you know exactly what these oh, yeah, right. what these trolls are are thinking but the bottom line uh is this is the man uh is leaving behind uh an amazing legacy the best yeah, he, uh, universe creator or, or let me let me you know not to add fuel to the fire of the 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 naysayers out there bare minimum you can say a universe co-creator because he was uh you know 50 percent of the creation of um, i mean just like a slate of characters it's ridiculous i mean when you become the the flag bearer when you become the the godfather like figure to the entirety of the marvel universe i saw this amazing industry yeah Yeah, without without question he was he was really like the the flag bearer for the entire industry at for a good long portion of his life, and and he uh, and he waved that flag, you know, proudly and uh, and he always really did honor to the to the to, to all of us that, you know, that looked to to comics for time killing for transporting ourselves to a different world for escapism for. You know the definition of of heroism, of right and wrong. Um, you know, a social, a social, certain social stigmas were were addressed by his writing. You know, it's uh, uh, obviously you know comics is really considered first and foremost a visual format. But um, the fact of the matter is that he was a writer. He could have 
he could have written anything. He could have been involved in any genre of writing, and, and comics is where he found his home. And I think we're really all the a heck of a lot better for it. Yeah, no doubt. And and you know, one of my one of my absolute favorite things, specifically about the idea and the the word legacy, is what'll happen over the next five, ten, twenty, thirty years. Is that legend is gonna grow? The legend of of you know this this kind man with a huge heart and the the quotes I've seen this week roll out have been amazing. There was one in particular I meant to write mm-hmm. it down and of course I I didn't um, because I'm irresponsible when it comes to my responsibilities on the show. But it was it was a quote he was talking about his own career how he used to be embarrassed that that four colored you know funny books were his uh, were his his passion and his life and. It, it, him realizing what that really was and and he was one of the curators of modern mythology uh without him the 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 world is certainly a lot less interesting so so good journey um sad to hear about the the hard times for him socially but again sure to look at his to look at his legacy as a as a whole those stories really only started to roll the last couple of years so even if god forbid it was a decade of kind of bad times. You're still talking about 85 years of waking up every day and pissing excellence. He fought through the hard times. He got to see the absolute golden age of the physical comic book. And he got to see arguably um, what might prove to be the golden age of comic books in uh, other media. Uh, it's, how much more could you ask for for a guy? Yeah, no, I mean, to, to, to kind of walk in the door. I mean, he is really the quintessential story of, uh, you know, the guy who he didn't he didn't invent the place. He didn't he didn't start the company, but a person who kind of walked in uh, on a ground floor opportunity and be a major, major as, as as major of a contributor as anybody else. I mean, I don't think anybody can argue the fact and, and grew it. Um, to this, to, you know, to this, to a, to a monster that it has been today. It's, um, you know, he got to see that entire process. I mean, good, good for him. Yeah. Was there anything that you you saw or read, or you had a beautiful post? Very, very simple. You put it up on our Facebook page uh, at Read US Comics. Um, beautiful art and just very simple. You know, he he was Stan was the man. There's no question about it. But one thing I really saw and that stuck with me was everyone was posting pictures with him. So like Jay Muse, Kevin Smith, all these different celebrities that I know follow and respect. But my favorite one was there's a picture of him with the cast of Sons of Anarchy. They were all at a convention uh-huh. and at least one of those tough, grizzled, real manly men looking guys saw Stanley and was like, "Ooh, got to take a picture with Stan. So the fact that it's this, you know, group of of actors but they you know they play badass bikers and they're just paying respect and stanley has a giant smile and they all look so god dang happy wearing their uh their kind of biker cuts uh it was it was a hell of a thing to see uh hard not to you know you you want to cry but this is one of those situations that made me really really uh happy to see the outpour of of love and and respect and admiration yeah, that- that that really stuck out to me across the board multiple formats different worlds i mean it's not just that he was a legend in the industry but it, it's a very it was very uh good for me to see uh how deep really the roots of respect ran everything from you know everything from social media to industry outlets but also just to you know just, just the general news world in general it, it wasn't just a a sound clip or a sound bite um i mean they they were going into depth uh, to the best of their ability you know over over the, the what this guy has done and what he's meant um people who were talking about him and the effect that he has had on them personally from from all different walks of life sometimes from from walks of life that you wouldn't necessarily expect but it, it really just goes to show you how how big of an impact a single life can have. I mean, it, it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, he I, deserved. 
Absolutely, absolutely. It did get me thinking, and you know when I when I start thinking, sometimes I lean negative. I was Uh-oh. trying to I was trying to keep it positive, but I think Stanley sucks. And no, I'm just kidding. Oh God, <laughs> he's he's the greatest. Wait a we're off the air. We've had technical difficulties. <laughs> just the logo of me drunk behind the camera. Um, huh. <laughs> so it got me thinking uh, about derivatives. It's something we've we've mentioned on every episode. How much we hate it. Stan Lee kind of has the exception that proves the rule to some extent. I'm going to use the definition really loosely. But at one point, a lot of people may not know. People listening to this probably do know. But you may not know. At one point, they took away um, writing of Spider-Man from Stan Lee. They were like, no, you're old, Stan. Kick rocks. Uh, But like any true G, in my opinion, he said, "Ah, no, I'm not going to stop writing. And he came up with in my opinion a far superior concept although overall sales wouldn't defend that and that's huh. he created uh daredevil sure sure uh daredevil if you look at especially those early uh issues he moves like spider-man now a lot of that happened in in reverse order daredevil was the first one to show movement by doing a a, a kind of semi-transparent yeah um, the, the like kind of six yeah, I, which I love that. I mean, that's yeah. I would I would truly get giddy whenever some that particular effect would pop up in a book. I'm like, ooh! It really is something. But that started in Daredevil. Then yeah. Spider Man co opted it. But in a lot of ways, Daredevil again. You know, he doesn't have webs, but he has his Billy Club with a, a sure. seemingly never ending uh, length of of wire in it. Um, he in in a lot of ways, when people do talk about derivatives or ask me why. I keep complaining about them on the podcast. I point to Daredevil, and I'm like, there's always an exception that proves the rule. What made Daredevil work for me um, was that the man behind the mask was so 180 um, from Peter Parker. He was nothing like sure. Peter Parker. Peter yeah. Parker was a kid. Matt Murdock's a man. Peter Parker had little side jobs. Matt Murdock had a career. He went to college. He went to. He was a freaking lawyer, um, or is rather. So for me, there was far uh, too many differences for me to be like, yeah, no, it's just a another Spider-Man clone. Uh, never, well, never really but, in my head. Yeah, but you know what though, I I would disagree with you because Daredevil, um, at a glance, absolutely would be by the by the definition that we're using a Spider-Man clone. It's just that Matt Murdock is not a clone of Peter Parker. You know, so you're kind of talking about two sides of the same coin. One side of each matches perfectly. The other <laughs> side, though, are, are I think where you're going to see the differences. And and you know what? Sometimes that's that's enough. You know, you, he could he could go to his publisher, and be like, all right, I got this guy. He wears red spandex and he pops all over the city. They're like, uh, yeah, we we kind of got that guy already, dude. And he says, aha, no, but he's blind now. He's also a lawyer. And every woman he ever makes love to dies or suffers horribly. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Go for it. So like every girl I date. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, you're the guy I was talking about. <laughs> oh, I don't wear that much red anymore, man. It was giving me away. Yeah. The nickname started right, pouring in. You might not know that Charlie Rivera is actually a Stanley creation. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you bring up a good point. That that visual. Now, it's, it's strange because... I, I do suspect at some point, hopefully, I'll be sitting at some form of a panel or or behind our booth at a at a convention, and someone's going to point to a character, and a lot of times it's the one I, I've co-authored and might see some visual points of reference. We do have a guy with a metal arm, and people are going to point to Winter Soldier and, and Cable and, and, and argue that those might be derivative, and, and I suppose daredevil is the one that kind of led my path to saying like you can take common uh common visuals and and just make sure it has nothing else in common and kind of tell an interesting story that way but uh well well, yeah but i mean you know a person could you know a person could say that for a character if they have black hair and blue eyes you know so so it really goes it really does run as deep as uh you know as as the 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 viewer you know the the opinion 
you know, the opinions opinions are cheap. You know, it's it's the ability to back them up. But look, I mean, there are some times, and even if you don't, uh, if, a, if one party doesn't realize something, certain certainly. But when something is brought up, it's, there's there's a lot of a, a lot of, excuse me, there are a lot of examples that are just undeniable, and and that's really you know that's what really grinds my gears when when you have these not not subtleties where somebody if they connect the dots seven which ways from Sunday seven degrees from Kevin Bacon type of stuff you know they they can come to a connection, and then there are those where. You say, well, no, let me just hold up the mirror and, and oh, look, lo, lo, lo and behold, look what I've just found. There's a big, big difference. You know, I can even excuse some. Uh, the one that popped into my head kind of just now was was Wade Wilson, Deadpool, arguably uh-huh. the most popular uh, character in comics right at this moment. Um, you compare him to Slade Wilson, mm-hmm. Deathstroke. Deathstroke, yeah, exactly. That is just a giant F you. That Yeah. And I don't but even know who first. came first. Who but was no no, that was by design. That was by design. There are there are certain characters. well look, uh, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna utilize is probably something that or or mansion rather, is probably not something that's uh, really brought up in this particular conversation. And we did touch on it to a certain degree uh, in in a past episode, but there, the characters like the turtles. There are certain aspects of the turtles which are purely an homage to Daredevil because the creators uh, of of the turtles were such huge fans of theirs. So whereas Daredevil has, you know, the hand, the turtles have the foot. You know, so like yeah. there are certain certain aspects, um, you know, that that are clearly there, but they're not masked in any way. There's nobody trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. And uh, you know what? And again, sometimes it is as obvious as company A comes up with a character or, or, or an idea and it's doing well. It's popular. So company B comes along and says, hey, let's l- look at this uh, particular property. It's doing well. Let's come up with our own variation of that. And that you see that uh, that conversation can be had. You know, a million times, and 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 like you said, you know, the the question of who came first doesn't really make a difference because the fact is, you know, um, and that were let let's look at Heathcliff came first, but Heathcliff Heathcliff cannot hold a candle to Garfield. You know, there are certain there are certain winners that that go above and beyond just the the, the game of who came first, but um. Yeah, it occurs all the time. Company A, Company B. There's Aquaman, there's Namor. Namor came first, but most people don't know him. They know Aquaman. Well, if you um, wore pants, all that guy has to do is throw on some dungarees, and maybe listen, I'll respect them. Don't make me regret telling you that I'm sitting here in my underpants, because uh, that's privilege information, and I will not have it used against me, sir. I made it the cover art for this episode. <laughs> it's just you rocking... <laughs> Uh, uh, you are a real piece of work, man. A but shiny no, but, speedo but, with with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there there are that that list goes on and on. Swamp Thing, Man Thing, uh, Suicide Squad, Thunderbolts, Bullseye, Deadshot, Ripclaw, Wolverine, uh, Nova Corps, Green Lantern Corps, Black Cat, Catwoman. Um, I am a, my, my my poor homeboy Superman. Has seen more derivatives, Oof. more <laughs> characters that he, that he that Lois Lane may get caught walking up behind them and smacking them on the ass by mistake or <laughs> sneaking a kiss because even she thought there was Superman. I mean, come on, Supreme, Hyperion, Sentry, Invent. I mean, it, it, the list goes on and on and on. But you know what though? I have more respect and uh, more latitude. Uh, I give. When it's company to company, because hey man, they call it you know it's called uh, show business, not show friends. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I I understand that conceptually. What really drives me friggin' nuts is when you have derivative, repeat, carbon copy characters within the same company. I mean, come on, dude. Like it's, it's you know just everybody the likes laziest. to complain about uh, how. 
any re reboots. Reboot, reboot. Yeah, well, guess what? I mean, you know, they, they do make money, and sometimes the original is not as good as you remember. But within comic book, comic book dumb, it's new material constantly, so you always have a chance to refresh things and pull things off the, the dumpster uh, fire. You don't have to keep regurgitating the same ideas. It drives me crazy. It, it, you know, to, to put a pin in the first half of this conversation, for me, it comes down to which, when it's, when it's different companies, Superman to Supreme, let's say, what it comes down for me is which one looks like the, the this reference is going to be lost on a lot of people, but which one looks like the bootleg at Caldor? Like, which is oh, yeah. the Chinatown special that, like, huh. Supreme comes in a 10-pack with the the, the 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 Ghostbuster knockoff, the Spook Chasers, which I know Spook <laughs> is also an outdated, terrible word, but there was a toy line called the Spook Chasers, just desperately trying to be. All the knockoffs of the He-Man toys never measured up. I sure. don't I don't care if I can use them in the playsets. Get out of here. Right. Um and uh -huh. I feel that same way, and that's why when when you're talking company to company, when the two characters are, are cool in their own way it's not nearly as upsetting. So again, I, I'm happy to live in a world with Deathstroke and Deadpool because that's like Coke and, and Pepsi. Not a, it, It's exactly. really like Dr. Yeah, Pepper sure. and Pepsi, but I digress because they are, you know, obviously have a lot of differences. But you're right. It's You talk about lazy nonsense and it and it is when, when you know, I, I tend to read a little bit more DC than Marvel, so how many how many super pets are there even like we couldn't even let crypto be like i'm a dog from krypton bitches no not even he gets to ride solo bring the horse bring the cow so i'll i'll ask you straight out no reason to bury the lead any further what's the worst example of a carbon copy you've seen a company roll out with where you just like put down the book you're like i need a breather I don't smoke, but I need a cigarette break. Yeah, you, you know what? You you raise an interesting point because to kind of pick the uh, the heavyweight champion of that list can be really <laughs> can be really tough. But yeah, uh, you know, you would have to. For me, the the probably um, the the number one, and it can be a challenge also because there are plenty of story arcs. For this particular character that I that I like just plenty, and certainly in some cases that I like better than the original uh, on which he is based. But you know, I would have to bring up that ah, uh, what's it? What's his name? He's a DC character. He's like uh, he's rich. He's like a rich guy in real life, but he runs around behind the scenes uh, behind the scenes vigilanteing his nights away he doesn't have powers per se but like you know he he's got these great gadgets that he can that he can utilize and uh oh god what is his name he's got a uh, sidekick that that runs around with him that's like almost a identical to him just younger oh god what is he named he's got a cave that he keeps all his awesome stuff in and uh, is it Batman? you know he's got like real great transportations that uh, they're all like uh, ironically named, completely close to his character's name. What is it? Uh, Bat Bat? No, it's Green Arrow. It's <laughs> it's Green Arrow. Green Arrow is Batman. Exactly. Um, the only, as far as I can tell, the big difference is the arrows, and he's gonna block here. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. If Green Arrow, if Green Arrow's character had like uh, the secondary title Dark Knight. There's no reason in the world why he wouldn't. <laughs> why not? He's just as much of a dark knight as Batman is. It's it's unbelievable. Now, granted, that your <laughs> you, the my my uh, my laundry list of similarities, um, they they really have been from inception. And um, you know you can blame it on his creators, the unoriginality. But but recently, obviously, many talented hands. And minds have taken the character in different ways, and um, he's had a lot of success on his own, independent of, um, you know, independent of the similarities with Batman. But nobody can deny that on paper, if you just remove their names, he is an absolute carbon copy of Batman. It's it's in almost every way, 
it's just kind of worse batman and that <laughs> that's hard for me to say because again wow. it's it's you know some of my favorite writing has happened in in the pages of of green arrow longbow sure. hunters uh probably one of my one of my favorite um kind of arcs with that being said goofy blonde goatee silly hat uh it, I mean, really, their main difference is I'm pretty sure Batman's a Republican, and I know for <laughs> damn sure Green Arrow is just the leftiest li- liberal of all I time. Mean, rich is rich. I, I think that's what really matters most. I want to see both of their tax returns. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> There's no way his arrows it don't is, show not, up. Neither one of them have to show you anything, and I doubt that they will. <laughs> Schedule A. He definitely has some arrows. The other one has some little bat-shaped CDs or something ridiculous. It's the <laughs> like, uh, Mr. 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 Oliver, uh, exactly how how are you just like, justifying writing off twelve billion arrows this year? I'm not really I'm not really clear as to how that's a business expense. I own an archery, like that. <laughs> <laughs> that Are has you the to be only one that uses it. I, that's not how business works. Fire. There was a fire. Like every year must be the worst year for their accountant. <laughs> and they definitely share an accountant. There's like three accountants for rich people. In oh, reality, yeah. in fiction, that would be boiled down, boiled <laughs> down to one. For me, the what what tends to bum me out. It, it's weird. Because I, I understand the want for an easy connection. Sure. So Robin, um, we, we've discussed previously, Robin's interesting to me because you can pluck a Robin out of any situation. And often they do. And often they do. Um, different, different backgrounds, different flaws, different personality types, and they get this like title of of robin and it's and it's for me i i the character will always have a special place in my heart not just not just dick grayson um but but the entire story i feel like that's a a cool lineage and i don't really love mantles being passed down but robin to me is a weird exception uh, exception because he doesn't pass that down batman kind of assigns a robin Without ever really giving a crap what the last one thought, he almost treats the position of Robin the way that like sport teams are operated. Like Eli Manning won't get to pick the next quarterback for the New York Giants. Uh-huh. He has no say. It doesn't matter how long he was with the organization. And um, that would make Batman what? Like the coach or the owner? I guess he's the owner. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, you're on now. You're not mine. <laughs> Touche. Uh, so, but what I think bums me out is when you have a character that could have gone any which way, and they they almost slap a moniker on them. I I happen to love uh, Supergirl. I think it's a very very cool wow. character, specifically Kara Zor-El, um, or at least has become a very cool character. The problem yeah. is that character, its inception stinks. Her, it's, it's just terrible. like it's my cousin like you could have who yeah who's older than me but looks way younger than me that was such a friggin a story writing stretch uh, i'm surprised that you know every office in the in the dc uh, um in the dc corporate doesn't have ben gay on their desks because <laughs> that was stretched uh that was stretch armstrong dude that was unbelievable the worst part about that is that it it just reeks of its time because it's like, mm. yeah, superhero men are 30. Superhero women are 16. They're girls. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that Wonder Woman was really um, the, 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 the ceiling breaker, so to speak, with that shit. And, um, you know, and it's understandably so because in particular, the, the target audience was considered very defined. And, um, and uh, you know, now that has become much, much more... Uh, broad-based uh, a lot of that uh, very old-fashioned stuff goes by the wayside but yeah I, you, you know what it is and again you can you can understand um, you can understand the compulsion in terms of like business acumen well yeah if one is good 13 is, is gonna be better you know coca-cola 
does pretty well but you know there's there's no fewer than 15 variation flavor variations and diet versions and upside down and non-carbureted and you know they, they, they that's what they do they want as much of that market share so to speak as possible but that doesn't mean you gotta like it but that doesn't mean that it's <laughs> uh you know any any more uh, um uh digestible because um and, and yeah again that was something that you would see in the especially the older uh comics because look you you have a circumstance like um well again we'll, we'll start with we'll start at the beginning Superman comes out. He's a game changer. He's an industry, uh, um, you know, he's an in industry dynamite. Launches his entire new genre of uh, of the funny books, and is all that that the kids can, can can snap up. So, what are other publishers gonna do, um, or or the same publisher, uh, not sent, not not excluding their own uh, um, repetition? They're going to say, okay, well, Superman is great. Let's spit out as many Superman as we possibly can. And um, and one of their rivals came up with Shazam, Captain Marvel, originally, uh, as, as kind of like their answer to Superman, the big red cheese versus the big blue Boy Scout. And uh, now, granted, he had certain differences, as we all know, but um, but he was completely analog, uh, you know, uh, a derivative of, Superman, and um, ironically, he started selling better. He, his comic was selling better than Superman, and that's you know that's when DC sat up and said, "No, no, no, let's let's put an end to that bullshit." And they they took him to court and they won. The government agreed that uh, that Shazam, uh, Captain Marvel, was just really was a copyright infringement on Superman, and that it, it would not stand. So. Um, for a long while, I don't know if people remember this or are aware, you know, uh, Captain Marvel Shazam went away. And uh, it wasn't until the publishers uh, pretty much under duress because they had a character that they were not allowed to publish anymore. They sold that character to DC. They were like, here, fucking jerks. You won the you won the lawsuit. Now see if you can do anything with him. And DC was like, all right, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, and they, they rolled him into their own universe. But um, that's the other thing that they used to do for every Shazam, you know, Captain Marvel. There was a Captain Marvel family, and I make I make jokes, and I don't want to come across like a Batman basher because uh, I, I I've, I'll be the first one to say there's as much good as there is um, uh, bad. But uh, Batman is like that crotchety old uncle that that always says how much he hates cats, and whenever he walks in the house. Cats cannot get enough of them. <laughs> they're just crawling, crawling all over his lap. They're weaving in and out of his legs and purring and rubbing the necks. But Batman's like, I want to be alone. The world's a dark, gray place. And um, he just can't help but surround himself by little miniature bat people. There's for every Robin, there's a huntress, there's a there's a bad girl, there's a bad woman, there's there's bad every freaking thing. It's like um, it's it's like he's a gremlin that somebody got wet. By mistake, and uh, a <laughs> little minute first, started popping off of his friggin' bat. I mean, who's what family is bigger than the bat family? Orphan, my ass. Yeah, no, it, I I gotta be honest. Whereas the the Shazam family certainly doesn't interest me, and and they have tried. I've tried. I, I want to give everything a shot. I like liking things, despite how I sound on the show. <laughs> um, but I remember, because a lot of times I give the excuse of it was a different time. So, you know, Superman soul, here's Supergirl, here's Superwoman, here's Superboy, here's Crypto the Superpup. Um, mm. <laughs> but, but we get to modern era and DC had a book that I, I, I enjoyed. I didn't love it. Um, it wasn't vibe that they canceled because I hate them. Oh um, God. But they had a book called Robins, and the whole idea was like Gotham City was under siege. So this group of like teenagers is like, "Fuck this! We're gonna go by Robins. We're gonna be like a Robin gang, and we're gonna we're gonna defend people and we're gonna be badasses." And it was like a cool concept, and it was handled well. And finally, at the end of their their kind of run, Batman is like, "Okay, I'm gonna train you because you can't do this on your own." Um, again, 
gremlins was a was a perfect analogy <laughs> the main eventually that whole concept fell off because they hate writing new characters especially diverse ones uh, unless they just replace the main character but they kept one they kept kept the main kid who then became batwing who first of all his name is batwing do, did no one i mean dude, did dude, no like, one do the research named after a plane named after a, a a game people play with their own testicles john show them the batwing baby <laughs> dude, speak for yourself that yeah. is not okay uh and on top of it they dressed him in like yellow <laughs> they gave him a ridiculous like motorcycle helmet with little bat ears i was so mad when i saw that batwing had a book i was like i'm out i'm out i'm tapping out if you want to know the last time i looked at at DC overall and was like, you know what, DC? Not today. It was Batwing. What is it? Does it make it a little bit better for you when they give them a, an adjacent name like yeah. Huntress, like Batwing? Um, or or does it not help at all? Or does it help a little? What are your feelings on these clear derivatives that they're like, no, but you don't understand. This one likes science. Like, shut up. Uh, um yeah, no, I, I honestly like um, the only <laughs> probably the one saving grace for me for Robin is that he's not called Bat Boy. Um, <laughs> they, they uh, the truthfully, I mean, the, the second that you lay eyes on these characters, um, you can <laughs> you you can tell you know from from whom they offshoot or, or shot or whatever. And uh, again, you you raise a you raise an interesting point because, you know, at a certain point in history and in, in the time of publishing, uh, I, I guess you could argue that every major character had kind of like a, a junior, you know, or a, a you know minor ver variation of themselves, and um, you know they just kind of operated on a different level. You know, it was like the the junior varsity, so to speak, and. I know recently there's been a lot of success with things like Teen Titans and, um, you know, and then like uh, the Runaways and then Young uh, Justice, an amazing Young cartoon. And um, probably I think uh, I, I, truthfully, and this is not a, um, an endorsement of one company, one major or, or company over the other uh, at all. But um, I do disagree with you in that I actually do like the concept of mantles. Because I think that's when you can really justify it best when you have when you've had a character. So so let's look at um let's even though now it's in a DC uh, DC universe, but uh, for for a good long time it was completely independent. So for for the Watchmen, um, you had a character who was running around, and and obviously the story picks up after this character has hung him up, so to speak. But the original. Uh, the original owl, uh, you know, he, owl, Owlman, whatever. Um, he's not the character that you're really following. Um, it's it's his successor. So that I think is where mantles and and characters, and certainly was a variation uh, of the of the original. Um, that's when I think it, it works best um, uh, in comics when when somebody's handing over the baton. And you have a character, Night Owl. What am I talking about? Owl Man. Edit <laughs> that out. I've lost all credibility. Nope, it's staying uh, in there. Point Charlie. What well, was it? Uh, so yeah, my name is Dave. I'm one of the one of the listeners. I like to contribute. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so Night Owl is probably a, a, one of the better examples of that, and uh, the version that we that we got to know first was not the original. But they addressed that it was a, a handed over mantle, you know, a, a passing of the baton. And that's why it was done, because no matter who you are, no matter what your power set is, what planet you came from or what your tax bracket, nobody can do it forever. I think probably one of the better uh, examples of, of being used that I can think of is Kingdom Come, because in Kingdom Come, you had another uh, the focus was on this newer generation. Uh, which, which, frankly, I always find very interesting, and I'm surprised you don't enjoy it more. Because Kingdom Come did something really cool that where it wasn't just simply um, like a handover 
of the mantle. In a lot of circumstances, you had a, a, a new character who was the offspring of two different characters. So, you know, you had that, that cool combination of like, well, yeah, my my uh, my father was this guy, my mother was this one, and, and now I'm fucking, you know, mud man or whatever the <laughs> hell they call it. Um, so, yeah, so, so that aspect of it I found very, very cool. Um, I particularly like it when when uh, a villain um, kind of um, sires a, a hero or vice versa. I think that's a real cool juxtaposition of uh, kind of attitudes. Um, well, I you see. Know, our entire series, like, um, the hell was it? Uh, Mark Miller had a really, had a really, really neat series that I was into for a while um, that really addressed kind of that, that same thing, following up. And, and you mentioned also uh, Invincible does a really nice job of it. Uh, addressing kind of like the next generation of heroes to come from an original. Um, well, I have no problem with uh, a well-developed sidekick. Um, I even don't, as a rule, I don't dislike handing down a mantle, but I want it to have have weight, which is in in a lot of modern comic books, even the ones that kind of handle the relationships really well, Invincible isn't trying to take his dad's mantle. They, they. No, not at all. I not feel all. like I feel like a lot of people have really intelligently and in very clever ways, with some phenomenal writing and some great books, have told stories of of people rejecting mantles. But when 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 torches are passed in most comic books, um, I feel like. This story that's most often told is like, I'm going to forge my own path to prove I'm my own man. And it sounds like I'm mocking it. And I love that Nightwing um, kind of consistently refuses the Batman title. But it would be nice to know. And again, I know it's hard for most companies that, that kind of don't necessarily have a finish line. It would be nice to get a glimpse into the the not so distant future on a consistent basis and not these like weird one-offs where every now and then you have seen Dick Grayson eventually becomes Batman and he has his own Robin and, or Batman and Catwoman have a kid and that kid becomes that girl becomes bat bat woman or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it can be done. I don't know necessarily that it's been, it's been done well. Cause I mean, again, to double back a little bit, one of my favorite characters of all time is Bizarro. And Bizarro, of course, is a derivative of Superman. You can't have Bizarro without Superman. Sure. Um, and obviously, there's a big asterisk there on what's similar and what's not. But it doesn't change the the, the very simple fact that you look at Bizarro and you go, what's up with chalk face Superman? Um, but like Superboy, for, for example, I've, uh. I've loved some Superboy uh, uh. characters. Me personally, the one that... The only one that really works under any sort of dissection is Connor, the version that's like a clone. What? I like Connor, Kent. Oh, um, no, no, no. I protest. I, Or at least I have the capacity to like Connor I because that is the weird hybrid of, of you know, it's Lex's kid. I don't necessarily yeah, love the... And they've, they've, they've fucked around with his... You know, background and and you know actual lineage so often, um, you know they they really screw the pooch, potentially. Uh, you know on 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 that account on that character, Connor really. Oh God. Well, you know, and and the 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 big two especially have a million versions of these characters, but on uh, on Young Justice, I think don't don't quote me, but there was this amazing interaction between. Connor Kent and Superman in Young Justice where they kind of turned things on their ear a little bit and they kind of played with the whole Batman dynamic where they were like Batman clearly doesn't hate sidekicks sidekicks rather he doesn't hate having people around so he was like very welcoming of of Robin and and the the Young Justice team he was like super into it in Young Justice, the cartoon series. And at one point, like, Connor tries to talk to Superman, and he's like, uh, yeah, okay, great. And, like, pimps off. Because that is 
that is like a borderline a rape child of Superman. If it is half his DNA, and in Young Justice, that's how he played it up. I mean, I don't know that I'll call DNA and rape really the equivalent, but uh, I, th- <laughs> I think I get what you mean. I didn't say equivalent. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I did literally use the word equivalent, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. they, they played with the dynamic, so it wasn't just this super understanding Superman just being like, hey, cool, I have a clone of me, kind of, but it's half Lex Luthor. That's dope. So there, there is a capacity for a really, yeah, really that's, cool, that's a, an awkward conversation at the uh, around the old watering hole. That's for sure. Yeah, especially with you know, like, hey me, how you doing? Yeah. Well, the really cool part is they played with the fact that that Clark's parents, Mon Pa Kent, who are alive in Young Justice, they're like, well, yeah, that's like our grandkid. Like we have to yeah. love it. God. And meanwhile, Superman's like, no, we don't have to do nothing. Why is yeah, he here? No. Why did he take my name? Like. They, they do a really cool, um, there's some really cool storytelling. I don't know why I'm debating it with you. You're entitled to your opinion. Um, uh-huh. But what I what I think is important is even, even Connor, or especially Connor, I suppose, uh, doesn't grow up to take that mantle. Like, there's not a, there's there's nothing leaning that way. Yeah, the, the job was never open, Mother Hubbard. Yeah, and now, I'm very curious what you think about this, but the, but the current take on on superboy is biologically clark's kid with lois i love Uh, love that super i just think that's a really well-written character you gotta you gotta remember dude i come from the universe uh the comic world where superheroes don't grow older like they're they're the, the the you can be reading comics for a year and literally a week has gone by for them type of stuff. Yeah, you know I don't go for this whole like uh, watching the calendar pages change on the uh, <laughs> on the wall and like the seasons change in the window behind them. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I I'm more interested in their day literal day to day activities than like well in fall of aught seven it was a busy year. See, for me, that's my favorite stuff. And I'll tell you where it comes from. It's a relatively new sensibility, but it comes from Invincible. Invincible had stakes. Invincible managed to to pull off a time travel story where at the end there was a consequence. He missed like seven years. But Invincible, Invincible, and you mentioned it earlier, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Invincible had a finish line. You know what I mean? It was not this ongoing, perpetual uh, story arc that that was to be maintained and protected, because a, a lot of these other outlets—that's exactly what they are. They're they're a never-ending wheel, um, and and a lot of times, and you can do it with these characters, and especially when you have families of of characters, you can absolutely story-wise paint yourself into a corner i mean spider-man has dipped and dipped in and dived and ducked and dodged out of that problem you know all the time to the point where they've um they really embraced the problems and like you know spider gwen is out there with her own book and you know uh miles morales you know is is pushing to be the the spider-man and I'm like, I, I thought only Doc Ock tried to steal, <laughs> tried to steal <laughs> the the the, the mantle of the persona. Like, what 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 what's going on? And again, so a character like Miles Morales. See, here's here's my big issue with it. And 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 probably I'll put the for me at least I'll put the um, exclamation mark on the, the the bigger point is that there are a lot of characters who are not get, getting their due uh, their their due diligence. As, as standalone, outstanding characters with great, interesting stories, because they are very easily written off as derivative, as as you know, uh, as a carbon copy. Um, when when in actuality there is a, a, a greater story to tell, there you can have had a Miles Morales with a slightly different power set, with a different origin, and and um, and everything that kind of makes the character a character. And not slap the spider on his chest. I mean, how many characters are out there running around with a spider on their chest, as if um, that that didn't equate to a, a character a title, but just 
the, the term superhero. Oh, if you have a spider, that means you have powers. No, it doesn't. That's not true. That's not true whatsoever. Um, and you and you see that all the time. And it's not just DC. It's not just Marvel. Um, you know, comic comic book dump seems to really love to do that. You know, if 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 Ant Man is good, let's let's uh, slap wings on it and call it the Wasp. Let's uh, let's let's do all these repetitive repetitive things as if uh, variety wasn't the spice of life. You've got great stories to tell. Um, there's no need to recycle um, the same characters over and over and over. It, and I, I, you know, I, to, I 100% agree. Just two quick points, then I'll, I'll let you, uh, if you have comment, I'll certainly let you comment. We, a big thing for me, though, is I don't want to hear this nonsense anymore, not from you, from, from the masses, that these stories don't have finish lines. How many reboots is Marvel up to? How many sure. reboots is DC up to? So they could plan a finish line. They choose not to. Their right. argument for you would be, well, Miles Morales wouldn't have sold any books if not for the Spider-Man title. And you and I obviously line up with this, so I'll bury the lead for you. Well, that's because you don't do a very good job of giving people a reason why. I already mentioned him once this episode. I may mention him every episode. Huh. They screwed up their opportunity with Vibe. I happen to know for a fact Vibe was selling enough to justify his existence they would rather throw out another iron man book so if the only goal is money kudos uh big two and then by extension all of their brethren but invincible wasn't always gonna have an ending eventually he thought he would pass uh robert kirkman the creator of walking dead and of invincible he thought one day he'd pass over writing of Invincible and be an old man kind of complaining about the third reboot of Invincible and that kind of put a bad enough taste in his mouth that at least for now until he sells out and lets someone else do it which petrifies me by the huh. way um, that story had an ending because they found an ending so so all the great work it did all the, the problems it developed for itself by having a kid by getting married by traveling through time by screwing up they had to deal with those ramifications. Is it fair to compare Invincible to a Batman? Yes and no. I would argue that since Batman has so many friggin' books, yeah, it becomes hard and convoluted. That's their fault. That's their fault, not mine. Yeah. As the as a person putting down my three or four bucks, you owe me an Invincible every time, as far as I'm concerned. So I completely see your point, and I agree with your point because you you are obviously well-versed and well-educated but and, and handsome but if you want me to buy a but if you want me to really really buy into a derivative you have to give me a reason otherwise like you said miles morales by any other name probably was destined to to be special even spider gwen at the end of the day that could have just been a really cool new female character didn't have to be earth 962 uh, and if we're going to have Earths and multiverses, then close chapters every now and then. Um, because, hell, the day that they retcon Superboy back out of the the books and Superman and Lois never had a kid or Superman and Lois weren't married, the same same old, same old nonsense. Number seven comes back as the greatest villain ever. Uh, come on. Yeah, it's it's diminishing returns. It's, it's diminishing returns for me. And we kind of yeah. talked ourselves in a circle, and that's mostly my fault. But, uh, <laughs> it's the perfect shape. Who's your favorite derivative? So we can end something relatively positive before I ask you a question. My favorite again. You mine's know, Bizarro. No, no doubt about it. Bizarro, huh? Um, you know what? It, it really, uh, it's it's really tough for me. Um, because Bizarro is is unique in that. Yeah, it's a derivative character, absolutely. But he's also, um. He's also a villain. You know what? I, I, I'm going to take your lead, and uh, I'm going to uh, admitting first and foremost that derivatives are not my favorite thing in the world. I think <laughs> we, we all took that away from this episode. <laughs> We've illustrated but that nicely. I, I would probably say uh, I would probably say Venom. Um, oh, that's actually a good pick. At least Venom, yeah, at least Venom has a a very interesting, unique um, origin. Um, not the not a the tiniest bit of which 
did you see in his most uh, in his most publicly released movie that didn't include Spider-Man somehow, some way? Um, <laughs> in a world where you go to watch a Bizarro movie and Superman is not only not in it, but not even referenced. You're like, oh, so he's a bizarre version of what exactly? <laughs> he's Bizarro of like a normal person, I guess. Be almost a, almost the worst idea than doing a Lex um, Lex Luthor, a a Joker movie without Batman, but that's going to happen too. Um, Yet it might be one of the best reviewed DC films. For for whatever that's worth. But um, but yeah, no, I would would probably say Venom because he's clearly, uh, and by design, that's that's the point I want to make. If you want to do a derivative character, if you say, look, character A is so popular, we absolutely must capitalize on on this uh, popularity. Do we want to give the masses what they want or what they think they want, what they're clamoring for? Then you know what? Do it at least in an interesting way. Put in the effort to sit down and come up with a good, good concept, an interesting story. And I think that Venom absolutely, um, absolutely is. You know, the whole space symbiote um, concept, and and you get to wrap your character and kind of give them a good look, and then all of a sudden you've got a villain and. Um, and it's an anti-hero now. I, I, I really think that he was done as well as you could possibly do it. I, I you might be right. You might be right. Uh, so I, I again, it's it's worth noting because while certainly uh, certainly ours is a different take on on the whole superhero genre overall. It's it's wildly similar because you and I have very similar sensibilities and we like what we like and wildly different at times um will we be seeing derivatives in the pages of of u.s comics if you can help it well you know to go to go back to my last point if ever a a character um seems to kind of get wet or be fed after midnight and and shoot off another couple of little replicant uh little replicant gremlins off of his or her back it will always be um it will always be specifically by design and it will always be with um with story in mind first and foremost not just a cheap way to you know to to replicate god willing some success um so yeah so the answer is yes and no i guess would be the 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 most honest way to say it I mean, we have, you know, one of the it's 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 funny because obviously you and I spend a, a decent amount talking about this. But since we're so often relegated to our own corners, um, there's a specific group that I have. I have some material on that I've never really presented to you. But uh, mm. passing of the mantle, it's going to happen. Uh, maybe yeah. not oh. in the maybe not in the way that hopefully not in the way people are expecting and uh, kind of point of part of the point at least for for one of the ideas i have is kind of not me poking the bear but kind of pointing out where it makes where it would make sense versus where it wouldn't and, and we certainly have set ourselves up for for that possibility because like you said I, I i do love love watchmen and and the fact that night owl 2 uh is referred to so openly as night owl tool 2 i think it's really interesting that in that universe uh, do you mean owl man <laughs> I think it's really interesting that in that universe, uh-huh. they're like the first one definitely isn't this one because it's like, you know, if you look at old Blue Beetle in the tights and the new Blue Beetle, you can sure. kind of tell something's up. But uh, I know I'm excited. Hopefully, hopefully you guys are at home excited too. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe, follow us on all of our social media. We're at Read US Comics. This is US Comics Cast. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. Uh, we're pretty much everywhere you can hear a podcast, but do one of those two. What? Why not? It helps uh, helps me track the sure. numbers a little better. For the CEO and the Speedo-wearing, Namor-loving, huggable son-of-a-bitch brother, <laughs> the greatest <laughs> brother in the universe, John Rivera, I am his tubby sidekick, Charlie Rivera. And until next comic book day, love, peace, and chicken grease. R.I.P. Stanley. Lee.